You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, Murph, here we are again, podcasting together. How are you on this fine day? Another week, another podcast. And it's also a beautiful day here. Well, actually, I'm not yes. even in Iowa. I'm in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, my gosh. Or maybe Kansas City, Missouri. I think I'm like, I think <sighs> we actually talked about this before we pushed record, but I'm somewhere right on the border. So I'm staying at a friend's house uh, for the weekend, and um, I'm going to explore Kansas on my bicycle a little bit later. Yeah, well, I've heard good things. We well, There was a documentary about the bike ride across Kansas that I heard was pretty good. Really? So, oh. Yeah. So, well, try to enjoy yourself. And you have been a traveling because recently yeah. you also did the Gravel Worlds out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes, I did Gravel Worlds last weekend. And let me tell you, that is a top-notch event. Um, mm. And there is an episode that I did with Jason from Gravel Worlds on the Morphology podcast. So if you want to learn mm. about the Gravel Worlds, check that out. But, oh my gosh, first of all, this is a gravel race, right? Yeah, like, gravel is not my, you know, main form of bike transportation. So yeah. the fact that I was on gravel was, you know, pretty, pretty amazing because you have to get used to the fact that your wheels kind of move a little bit more than on pavement. But to top that off, it was a 75 mile. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> race. Yeah. Well, don't take my advice, but just go for it. Just ride as fast as you can down that gravel like you normally would. <laughs> Um, I did but, not ride as fast as I could because, you know, me, I do not do races as races. I do them as a ride and experience and see all the things. Right. Yeah. And uh, Gotta it, enjoy it. It was. It was a, a definitely a um, enjoy it after it's over kind of joy mm. because it was almost 6,000 feet of climb in 75 miles. So it was. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Nebraska is not flat, guys. No, there's some parts that are certainly hilly. There's parts <laughs> that have canyons even you might be surprised to learn. But, I mean, maybe not after Gravel Worlds. But, right, right. You know, that rural area, they don't grade it as much as far as, like, flattening out the hills right. as the part that you're used to seeing on the interstate. So Yes. And that's, people may, um, you know, fight me on this, but a lot of the gravel that we were on was actually more like sand and so, you know, keeping your tire from wiggling around was, um, you know, I'd, like I had to use my brain on this ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare they? <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, it was really fun. I highly recommend it. Um, I am planning to do it again next year. And there, you know, you can do smaller uh, mileage, right? I did 75 hmm. mile. They also do 150 miles. Oh, my and gosh. 300 miles. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So do not. I wasn't expecting you to level up from 150. <laughs> no, I am not going to level up. I will be very happy doing yeah. 75 miles again. So, yeah. So, anyway, well, um, on to you. I oh, am well. pretty excited. You sent me a text the other day to tell me uh, a little bit about the background of one of your dogs. And I was yeah. like, hey, have we ever actually talked about Rex on the podcast? No, I don't think we have. And I know it's kind of tangential to talk about a dog on a bicycling podcast, but it's kind of not because way back in April, I got a text message from Ian and Andrew, who are 
the two heads of the Lansing Ragbri Committee, mm-hmm. and they had back earlier in the month, or maybe even in March, they had found a stray dog out in a field, or one of their friends had found the dog out in a field, and you know, with all their ragbri preparations and they had some wedding preparations coming up, they couldn't keep Rex. Mm. And they're like, so when you said you would take this dog, were you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to have to ask Cliff, my boyfriend, <laughs> uh, if he's willing to take on another dog. But wait, did, you, did short, you ask Cliff or did you tell Cliff? Hey, well, <laughs> I asked him and he said, it's up to you. And that is a yes in my world. <laughs> So, yeah, so I got this brand new dog from the Lansing Ragbri Committee from the relationship that we had, you know, being friends, Yeah. you know, all the town meetings that I had done. And, you know, I told them that I was looking for another dog and the fates aligned. So I got this, look, it was real, truly insane to take on a dog right before <laughs> Ride the Rockies, Ride the Pre-Ride and Ragbri. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and here we are. And he's a puppy. And yes. for listeners who don't know, um, Andrea's other dog is Bart, and Bart yep. is like this huge, big, fluffy, slow-moving, doo-doo-doo, <laughs> my name is Bart. Like, that's how, <laughs> in my brain, what his voice is. Yeah, Lion yeah, Bart, he's a golden retriever. And I so would like he... to give you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. He He's a golden retriever, so he loves everything, but he is a little bit slow-moving. He's not slow in the brain, though. He's smart, just you know, give him a little oh, credit. Yes, but, I do feel yeah. like he's very smart. But now Rex, yeah, on the but, other hand, probably is on, you know, 300 milligrams of caffeine at all times. Like he is just right. like, yeah, he's wound up. So he's a large dog. He's coal black and he's just the cutest and he's clearly some kind of hound. So I recently did a DNA test and that's the text you're originally talking about yes, where yes. we are, everyone was like, what in the heck kind of dog is, is Rex? Um, and so finally, long story short, another long story, not even really that short, but he is mostly coonhound, which is the kind of dog that is in where the red fern grows, yeah. if you're familiar with that book. So I definitely made myself cry reading the synopsis of that book recently. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a big old wild hound dog. And if you heard him howl, you would know. Yeah, I would ask, <laughs> I would ask for a demo, but we, I don't know if, you know, he's probably taking a nap right now while we're podcasting. Yeah, it sounds kind of like, oh, <laughs> but a well, hundred times louder. <laughs> and when I first met him, you know, he's really thin and really long legs and the ears, I think the ears are probably what everybody's like, oh my gosh, that has to be some sort of hound. Yes. They're like a foot long. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. He's all legs and ears. Yes, he is. So. And very sweet. Yep. Very sweet. Yeah. So. Two sweet dogs. I- Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm looking forward to the point at which they're both good enough to take them to any event. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet, but we're we're working on it. We're doing all sorts of training. But yeah, so he's my Ragbri boy. So welcome Rex to the Ragbri family. Yeah, and thank you to Ian, Andrew, and Laura who all helped me get him oh, from Lansing. That's awesome. So what a great story. Yeah. So what do we have on the podcast today? Or I know what we have, but let's tell the listeners what we have coming up. All right. Well, I'm going to do a pair talk today. Yay! So it's been a while. I thought I might as well talk to the writers. And we've had a lot of questions about registration for Ragbri 50 and the fall ride. So I thought I'd address those. And then, of course, I'll do one of my Karis articles because we still have more of those to go. And it's between the Ragbri where we celebrated Karis and Ragbri 50. What better time? Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen. Thank you.
Hey listeners, this is AP. And that's right. That means this is Parrot Talk. I'm coming to you quote unquote live from Parrot Talk Studios Remote, which is my home office. I'll tell you this, pretty soon, Ragbri will be moving offices. That's about all I can tell you about it because we're still signing all the paperwork and getting things figured out. But I will say it will be in Des Moines and it will have a permanent nest for the Parrot Talk and Jessica Bike and Morphology compound. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, I'll update you more as things develop on the podcast and through social media. So just keep an eye out on our stuff and we'll let you know. If you happen to have something like a jersey that you still need to exchange, or if you want to send it a letter to us because we like receiving mail, or if you have, I don't know, any kind of business that you need to do with Ragbri, you can still send it to our same address on Locust Street for now. The register will still be there. They'll still be receiving mail and they can get it to us. So more to come on that soon. In that same vein, we're sort of still working in the office from turning the page from Ragbri 49 to Ragbri 50. And with that move, things are kind of in flux. So if you're looking for Ragbri merchandise, we're hoping to have that all online in September, which I realize is days away. But just stay tuned in September. We should have the Ragbri web store up and running. So you can get that jersey or get that t-shirt that you missed out on getting during the ride. Or if you want to exchange or return anything. For now, if you have any questions about that, you're welcome to email info at ragbri.com. Hopefully they'll say the same thing as I am, but maybe with a little more detail. (laughs) So ragbri 50 coming up that's where we're sort of slowly turning our sights to as we finish wrapping everything up for 49 matt and ann are still doing visits to the towns and just saying one last hurrah through all the towns and just getting their feedback on how things went information for next year we're taking a look at all of your writer surveys and just sort of really wrapping our minds around what can we do better for ragbri 50 how can we do a ragbri that is unforgettable for ragbri 50 and I'll tell you this, we have some ideas. It's going to be cool. If you're someone who has not been around Ragbri for a long time and you're not really sure about how this registration process works, uh, it will be similar to previous years, which is we'll open it in November 15th and it will stay open through April 1st. I'm not exactly sure a lot of the other details about it. There'll be uh, more information to come and as we get through September, October, and we have some more stuff firmed up for you. So I don't want to say something that will end up being wrong. So that's, that's about as much as I'll say about registration. You'll be able to find out all that information again on our social media or on our website. Just a note ahead of time, we do have separate login accounts for ragbri.com and for our registration website, which is called InMotive with an E, InMotive. You don't need to sign up for an account right away, but um, just heads up, if you have a ragbri.com account, that account will be really good for helping you purchase merchandise or posting to the Ragbri forum, but it will not be needed to register for Ragbri. And I just wanted to put that out there because it's something that sometimes people get confused about. If you're looking for information about transportation, parking, Ragbri charters, that stuff is still up on our website. You can, if it's not available on the menu bar, you can Google it um, and read the word Ragbri and it'll come right up. But that information will be a little bit outdated for next year. We always tweak it and refine it for the upcoming year. It would give you a little idea of, you know, what to expect or how things are going to be like. But again, it's not 100% accurate as we do change things from year to year. Um, Just a little bit. Nothing nothing crazy, nothing life-changing. But um, for example, sometimes the airport shuttles are not the same from year to year. Different people 
want to provide that service or different people decide that they are done providing the service because the route may be closer or further away from their home office. Um, variety of reasons. But anyway, if you really would like to get a good idea of what RAGBRAI is like and you're a newbie, I would recommend the Facebook group called RAGBRAI Newbies. It is an amazing place to just ask any question in the world that comes to mind about RAGBRAI. Or if you're a seasoned veteran like myself, you can um, come to the site and give advice to the newbies. And it's just a really fun place to talk about RAGBRAI. There's another group that I always recommend on Facebook also called RAGBRAI L because L stands for 50. That's another place to go and just talk RAGBRAI, everything RAGBRAI, give you a really excellent background on what the culture of RAGBRAI is like, what RAGBRAI writers are like in general, and countless photos, videos, um, verbal descriptions of RAGBRAI. It's just a cool place to come and learn about RAGBRAI. So again, that's also on Facebook. And then the third Facebook group that I would recommend to you is one that I haven't recommended on this podcast before, but it just started up last year or this year, but you know, in RAGBRAI terms, it's last year, but you can go to RAGBRAI support drivers if you are a vehicle driver for RAGBRAI instead of a bicycle driver. So just kind of a fun way for all the drivers to get together and share information, share tips, um, and just learn about what it's like to be a support driver on RAGBRAI. So then turning the page to something that's going to happen a little bit sooner, I want to talk just a little bit about the fall ride that's coming up on October 8th in Cumming, Iowa, which is just southwest of Des Moines. Uh, so we'll start there and we'll ride through Des Moines in a big loop through all these different um, restaurants, bars, beautiful uh, parks. And it's just going to be a really nice time. Just a beautiful celebration of fall in Des Moines. And of course, we might have a big grove beer or two or maybe some apple cider and some snacks. So there's also going to be a fantastic band, really exciting band. I'm not going to scoop Ragbri on this one. We'll announce it soon. Um and just for those of you who may be interested in camping, I've got a lot of notes about people who are interested in camping on the fall ride, which sounds delightful, to be honest. Um, we're working with the city of coming to find camping locations and possibly having homestays for the riders. So a lot of really fun things in the works, a lot of really exciting things in the works. Staying focused on uh, that RAGBRAI 50 and the fall ride. So with that, I thought I would do a one of my very favorites, a John Karras article. All this talk about RAGBRAI 50 has me thinking about the very first RAGBRAIs that ever occurred. Um, it's just such a, a nostalgic time for us. So if you'd like a little bit more information about the first RAGBRAI, I would suggest you check out the Facebook or Instagram account called Notes on Iowa. They just had a really cool post today about the first RAGBRAI. And I did share that on all the RAGBRAI platforms, so you should be able to find it there as well. But my article today is going to be a wrap-up article that John Karras wrote back in 1974 about SAGBRAI, which those of you who know about RAGBRAI will know means the second annual Great Bike Ride across Iowa. So we were about to name the legendary ride RAGBRAI, but we hadn't quite yet. No one refers to it as that at that time. So everything SAGBRAI that year. Um, this article is from August 18, 1974, so they had just moved RAGBRAI to a slightly earlier time, but not quite yet in the July timeframe that we're used to today. One fun thing about this article that you can't see because this is a podcast 
They apparently used all their biking clip art that they had available to them at the time at the newspaper. And it's a gentleman on a penny farthing, one of those big wheel bikes, and a lady in like old timey Victorian dress biking and an old chap riding on a bike, apparently in the middle of a field. It's pretty cute, but it's not really exactly what it's like to ride on rag bike, except that there are a bunch of random kind of bikes. <laughs> so um, without further ado, here we go. Uh, article entitled Remarkable That Bike Ride Didn't Collapse by John Karras. That's his characteristic enthusiasm and sarcasm there. All right. The most remarkable thing about the second annual Great Bicycle Ride across Iowa was that it did not collapse. And it would have, except for the effort and cooperation of a bunch of people. Without Walter Gary of Fairfield, for example, bruised cyclists would still be trying to find their way home. Gary, president of the Iowa Ambulance and Rescue Association, contributed his time and paid the salary of Dave Klein to follow the ride in an ambulance. Gary operates ambulance service in Jefferson, Davis, and Iowa counties. Klein manages Gary's service in Bloomfield, using an ambulance provided without charge by Superior Ambulance of Council Bluffs and with additional equipment furnished by Narco Medical Service. Gary and Klein treated about 600 cyclists. They used 509 band-aids, 34 4x4 gauze pads, 28 yards of tape, and two and a half canes of solar cane. They also transported one person for illness, one with a broken arm, and one with swelling in the temple area, and one with a pulled groin muscle. Contribution eases costs. Gary's costs were eased by a $100 contribution by Charles J. Widener, general manager of Chuck and Burns Auto Center, Inc. in Marshalltown, who wanted to do something for the ride. Gary appeared to be having a great time, at least if his evening campground announcements over the ambulance loudspeaker are any indication. Example. Joe Jones, your parents are lost. Additional medical help was provided by Jane Scheidel. Sorry, Jane, if I mangled your name. Wife of a registered employee and a nurse. Then there was the state safety department, local police department, and county sheriffs. Highway patrol safety education officers were with the ride all the way across the state and assisted with bicycle safety programs, conducted in the evenings by Craig Ongley, a safety department employee. Craig and his wife Pam rode bikes during the day. State troopers assist. Trooper Bill Zener of Red Oak was with the ride with the first two days, Lieutenant Robert Glenn of Ames, head of the Safety Education Department, the third day. Trooper Neil Longseth of Story City, the fourth day. Trooper Carl Condon of Hampton, the fifth day. And Trooper Cal Wagner of Cedar Rapids, the last two days. Police departments and sheriff's deputies provided assistance throughout the week at dangerous intersections. The register's workers also outdid themselves, putting in 14 and 16-hour days. Several persons asked what the register had in the ride, and if I don't tell you, no one else will. The register leased two trucks in Des Moines for hauling luggage for the cyclists between overnight stops. A third truck was leased the morning of August 4th in Council Bluffs when it became evident that two were inadequate. That still wasn't enough because one of the three trucks had to make two trips a day all week long. Handling the luggage loading and unloading were Steve Hug and Bill Shadel of the register's promotion department and Dennis Gardner of Circulation Dash Promotion. In addition, the register used a company van and leased another van to keep track of problems along the route. Don Vanson, the wagon master, 
promote of the promotion department drove one van, his wife Jackie the other. The register also paid the week's expenses of these persons plus three others and paid about half the cost of the bike ride patches that participants received. Catered meals. Finally, the ride would not have been half as much fun without the support of the Chambers of Commerce in Atlantic, Guthrie Center, Marshalltown, Monticello, and Dubuque. The Kiwanis Club in Atlantic catered dinner and breakfast to the campers, and the JCs catered breakfast in Guthrie Center. In Council Bluffs, the mayor's office and the parks department set up facilities for the campers and provided a send-off for the ride. Bill Sykerly of Des Moines and bicycle peddlers of Iowa City brought their repair vans along. Without them, hundreds of cyclists would have been left stranded along the way. The trouble with trying to thank people who helped in an enterprise such as Sagbri is that 10 are missed for everyone mentioned, but a special word must be said for the Guthrie Center JCs. Many of these gentlemen sat up well into the night entertaining riders in the town's finer, <laughs> at the town's finer watering holes and then went to wherever they went and started cracking eggs at about 3 a.m. to serve about 1,000 riders their breakfast. Also in Guthrie Center, 160 residents took cyclists for the night at their homes. The residents and the cyclists had nothing but kind words for each other. Other tales. Throughout the week, odds and ends of tales kept coming my way, and I never found room for them in daily stories. Here are some of them. Leanne Olson of Milford, a senior in special education for the blind at the University of Northern Iowa, earned two hours of credit by riding across the state. She said she had earned easier hours. Tedford Dennis, 73, of Madrid, and Jim Tracy, 75, of Muscatine, both completed the trip. So did Ann Karras, 45. The Babcock family of Chicago made it to Dubuque on their three-speed bikes, thus earning 10 speeds. Miss Babcock, in, in addition to earning a new bike, quote-unquote, got rid of a lot of flab, she said. Jim and Mary Libalka of Des Moines celebrated their 28th wedding anniversary on August 10th by riding into a headwind from Waterloo to Monticello. Tom Hunt, formerly of Fairfield, now of Stewart, Florida, flew from Florida to Omaha, then rode across the state. He said he had filled his tires in Florida and didn't touch them all week, thus qualifying as the only rider to cross Iowa on Florida air. The newlyweds, Andy and Marilyn Schwitzer of Des Moines, completed their honeymoon trip in fine shape. And finally, there was the gentleman whose name I didn't get, it is incredibly hard to take notes while riding a bicycle, who said, last winter, my wife said, let's go to the World's Fair. I said, we couldn't possibly afford that. Then she got interested in the bike ride. About two weeks ago, when I saw she was really serious, I said, let's go to the World's Fair. So here we are. <laughs> Many riders were not able to buy patches in Dubuque because he ran out of them with 1,200 sold. If you qualify for a patch and didn't get one, send your name and address and $1 to me at the register. We're going to have more made. If you haven't had your fill of bicycling yet, you might consider a benefit ride for United Cerebral Policy on September 28th in Iowa City. Wendy Gonbeck of 304 Reno Street had the information. Back in Des Moines last Monday, a letter was waiting from Jim Blocker of Port City. Jim asked for information about next year's ride. There's only one way to get it. Keep reading the Sunday Register. I love this article so much because it has a lot of parallels to Ragbri today, and it was only the second one, and a lot of stuff is so similar. For example, we still have the ambulance service, Care Ambulance, out of Iowa City. We still have the support of the state troopers um 
Bill Zener was still around when I very first started working for RAGBRAI in RAGBRAI 2012, and I believe that was his last one. Or maybe he had come back to celebrate RAGBRAI with us. Either way, he was still involved in RAGBRAI even at that time. Um, and of course, we still have the support of the state troopers. All there are a few more than the four or five that I listed in this article. Um, this year, there were, I don't know, two dozen of them, maybe more. We still have the support of the state and local safety patrol. Um, we still have bike shops that support us, although we have 10 now instead of just two. Um, Ragbri has a little bit more than two box trucks. We have three box trucks that come along with us, but for merchandise and not for um, luggage. For luggage, we have two full semi-trucks uh, sponsored by Heartland Express, and they are a delight. They're fully wrapped. They have a beautiful Ragbri imagery on the side. And we have Bill and AD as our drivers, longtime um, semi-truck drivers for us on the ride. Um, we have, <laughs> instead of having those two poor marketing people that did all the baggage back on SACBRAI, <laughs> we have um, some high school and college kids that we bring along with us, usually between six and eight with then two um, people who run the baggage. And they do just an incredible job. And they're still with even those 10 people helping us. It's not enough <laughs> to handle all that luggage. Um, it's incredible to me that two people did that job back in the day. Um, we still have people that come from all over the country. Florida is one of our most top um, states for people to travel to do RAGBRAI. Um, so I guess there are a lot more people who have ridden on Florida Air beyond the first person. Um, still have people celebrating their weddings on RAGBRAI. Um, and we still have people write us the day after RAGBRAI and say, how do I sign up for next year? And I love that. So keep up what you're doing. Keep keeping up. Um, keep loving RAGBRAI just like we always have. Um, the last thing I want to say about this article is that it has some really cool photos along with it, um, including a couple of people trying to pump up a spare tire while <laughs> several farmers are watching them. And if you look in the back around of the photo, <laughs> there's a tractor. So it's so RAGBRAI, so Iowa. I'm going to screenshot these photos and put them on the Instagram post version of this um, podcast when I share it. There's also four kids giving high fives. A high five line of kids is one of my favorite things about RAGBRAI. And looks like that tradition started early. And if you look at that photo in the background, you can see Clarence Pickard in his pith helmet biking. So that's a kind of a cool Easter egg in that photo. And there's a couple more really cool photos that I'm going to, including the former FCC con commissioner reading a newspaper. So anyway, it's pretty cool. I'll share those in the post. Uh, I, maybe I can do it on Facebook too. So when you see the, the po social media post of this episode, go and take a look because it's really neat. Uh, just a blast from the past. Thanks readers or listeners for being here along with me. I guess readers too, if you read the paper the articles of John Karras and Donald Call through the years. It's always a delight. I can't wait for RAGBRAI 50. Share that with you and with all the RAGBRAI writers. Um, and until then, keep sending me your suggestions for podcasts at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll squawk at you later. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com 
Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!